Life is a series of circles and cycles, phrases and stages. These are your experiences that teach you the lessons of life. You can either ignore them or embrace them. Welcome to It's Your Life with James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., two motivational speakers that are here to equip you to strive for greatness and overcome adversity. Join James and Ray and get equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Hello, welcome to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Oh, Ray, man, we got an awesome show today. Day. Man, we're going to uplift some people. We're going to get some excitement. We're going to, uh, you know, kind of bring the energy back because I know people are feeling down right now. So we want to give a little positivity out there in the world. And we got to do that, you know. And uh, one of the things that uh, we're going to talk about, title of the show, Health is Wealth. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, I've been on this uh, freaking push-up challenge for a while now. So I, I, I had I, I had some downtime. <laughs> so I had to bring it back and get myself together because, you know, I feel much better every time I get up in the morning. I'm working out. If I do a little push-ups and, and, and get outside, turn the news off for a second, I feel way better when I come back in the house and get ready for my day. Wow, man. I tell you, man, since the closure of the gyms and they are just now opening back up, man, I've been out on the road, man, six, seven, eight miles a day. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not doing all that right now. <laughs> but, but, but you know what? I'm, I'm working my way up, and I think if you just move. So I don't want everybody in our audience to think that, here you got to do – what JC is doing 10, 20, 50 miles marathon every morning. But you got to get up and move your body because eh? when you're moving your body, that, that those endorphins start to go, you get the blood flowing through yourself, and the energy it just makes you feel good and positive for the rest of the day. Man, but I tell you, man, it's, uh, there's no feeling like, you know, finishing up, say, if you're doing a six- or seven-mile hike, uh, coming to the finish line. Uh, you know, I done got so used to it now that uh, if I don't do at least six, I don't feel anything. Oh, see, you're a military man. You used to get <laughs> up and doing that PT every morning. So, yeah, I mean, that 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 uh, dedication keeps you moving. And you know what? Um, speaking of that, you know, we have to always take care of ourselves uh, because our health is wealth. And what I mean by that is everything that we do in life, regardless what the situation or circumstances is, it just depends on your health. Right. And I'm not just talking about your health in a format of your physical health because you can be a major bodybuilder, have everything together with your temple and if you don't take care of your mind and the rest of your body and your spirit, then you know, you're going to be lost. And so, you know, I always talk about we had, we had a conversation before, and, and I, I dealt with the depression stage in my life and struggled with some things. And it was kind of the full holistic thing of, of being able to say, okay, I'm okay with being, you know, struggling with my, my mental health or I'm struggling with uh, my physical health and asking for some assistance from somebody. But I think, you know, a lot of times, we as people, we get embarrassed of having that conversation. And, uh, you know, we only get one body, we only get one mind, so we got to take care of it. And we got to treat all three of those things, body, mind, and spirit, equally. Yes, exactly. And and today we have some amazing guests that are coming on that's going to help us with that. So we have uh, Miss Shanti Doss uh, and Mr. Kenya Crooks. So if you if you can't get healthy and get inspired by these two young people, um, young people, they were my same age too. But, <laughs> but if you can't get inspired by them, then, you know, it's, it's not going to happen. So I'm just excited to have them on today. Well, I am excited to uh, get to them as quickly as we can because uh, I'm looking to learn something. Well, here we go. So, I mean, our first guest is, is Miss Shanti Doss. I mean, she is, is a pioneer of the music industry. Um, uh, she's worked with, worked with people from... Uh, LaFace Records, uh, Outkast, Goody Mob, Usher, TLC, uh, as an as a executive and, and an A&R and uh, National Director Promotions. I mean, she, she's done it all. And But what I'm most proud of her about is, is her, her, her new movement, uh, the Silence of Shame movement that she's you know, put together. And she's making sure that people are focused on their mental health and, and not being ashamed of, you know, things that they struggle with. So, Shanti, thank you so much for coming to the show uh, ATL native, you know, always got to show love to the ATL, so we appreciate you having you on. Hey, welcome to the show, Shante. Welcome to the Thank show. Thank you, Daisy and Ray. I appreciate it. Ray, we've been knowing each other for a long time now, even though we don't get to see each other much. <laughs> Way and, back. But, but I do appreciate you always supporting and, and um, you know, supporting from afar online, especially with the movement. So thank you so much. Wow. Hey, Shantae, let's let's get started. Tell us about the silent 
the shame movement. Yeah, so Silence the Shame started as a result of me. I was actually doing a radio interview in 2015, and I was talking about mental health, excuse me, because my dad took his own life when I was younger, and one of my family members suffers from bipolar disorder. And so I was on V103 in Atlanta, Georgia, and I was, you know, just talking with community leaders, and I was like, yeah, we need to just silence the shame around mental health. And I was like, hmm, maybe I should do something with that. And then later that year, unfortunately, I had my own bout with suicidal ideation and it got very serious for me. So once I got the help that I needed, I realized that that was a platform that God had kind of placed on my spirit. And so we started doing conversations around the country, community conversations. We partnered with organizations like Jack and Jill of America uh, Incorporated, the AIDS Healthcare Foundation. Um, I've spoken on numerous panels at Essence Fest and, you know, so many other things, just trying to help normalize the conversation and especially erasing the stigma in black communities, because oftentimes, you know, we think therapy isn't for black people, it's just for white people. Um, and that's not the case. And nothing has to be wrong if you go to therapy, right? It's it's about mind, body and soul and, to, and learning how to take care of yourself, being able to provide that daily self-care that you need. And more importantly, not being afraid to get help or to ask for it if you need it. Yeah, you know, you, you brought up a great point. And I want to I follow up on that because, you know, when I, mean, I remember when I was back in Atlanta and, and I wanted to be a, a rapper and, and do the music <laughs> scene and, and, uh, and I wanted to be an athlete. And so I had this thought process about myself that I'm just alpha person. So anything I say mm-hmm. that, that, that shows any vulnerability puts me in a bad, bad light. And you were this major music executive and how did that come about that you got the strength to say, you know what, I'm dealing with some things and it's okay to have the conversation because I think a lot of people are struggling mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, absolutely. So being, you know, at the top of my game in music, it, it was tough for me to ask for help when I felt like I needed. I think the first time, Ray, that I thought I needed some help was in 2001 when I had moved up to New York City and I was um, – national or senior senior director of marketing at Arista Records. And I was going through a lot of, you know, workplace um, just frustrations, a lot of condescending conversations. My boss was cursing all the time. He was a yeller and it was just a toxic environment for me there. And, you know, we, when we were in the music business, it was always hashtag team, no sleep. And the harder you work, the better it is. And the more you achieve. And it wasn't about, taking a day off for your mental health or just taking a day off to recenter and refocus. And so I remember saying one time when I got really frustrated and I had like a meltdown at the airport and I was like, you know, I'm just tired of this. I can't do this anymore. And once I got home that night, I was like, maybe I should just kill myself. And I didn't really, I didn't mean it. But the fact that I even joked about that and said those words was like really scary for me. And so because of the stigma that I felt like existed within our, within our entertainment community, I didn't really talk to anybody about it. And I privately went to therapy um, based on my sister's recommendation, like the next, I guess, probably six to eight months after that, excuse me, and went for a couple of months. But I was embarrassed to tell any of my colleagues about it. So I never really talked about it. And so you fast forward um, to when I did transition out of the entertainment industry, um, I still didn't really talk about a lot of the depression that I was experiencing when I was executive vice president of marketing at Universal Motown Records. It's just, I hate that, you know, the business wasn't, or it didn't have a culture rather of such so that it promoted mental health and wellness. And so I think now people are starting to open up more about it. You see more artists, more celebrities, more influencers talking about their mental health and sharing. So I do think stigma is being eradicated in some ways, but I think it's still a big issue of people actually taking that next step, right? Once you think it's okay, you still got to do the work. And not everybody, for some reason, wants to see a therapist or even, excuse me, take medication if needed. Right. And, you know, for for, for me, it was a whole nother phase because, you know, I felt bad and, and I, I looked at myself in the mirror, and I, but I didn't know what was going on. You know, I, I, mm-hmm. I knew my mother had struggled. I knew my father had struggled with, with mental health issues. And it never really hit home. And it was just like, okay, here you Did just, your dad, can I, can I interject? Did yeah. your dad ever talk about it? 
No. You guys as a family? No, no, no. There was never a conversation. It was like, okay, here, you got to get up and you got to be strong because this, uh, no, you, guys, you guys are going to be out here in, in the media. And if you show any weakness, then, you know, it's going to bring everybody else down. So mm-hmm. whatever we were feeling didn't matter at that point in time. And, and, mm. and it's, now that I look back at it and I have a little bit more knowledge of myself and more knowledge of what was going on, you know, I can see mm-hmm. there, there were so many times that we cried out for help. And didn't, yeah. didn't know how to do it, and so you know, I don't, I don't want that for my kids. I don't want that for you know the next generation growing up. And so I'm so excited and so proud that we have this platform and that we're speaking out and trying to make sure that you know th- there is no shame in it. There is no right. blockade for somebody asking for help. And um, you know what hit me was when in 2008 when 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 Shakir Stewart you know took his life. I mean that kind of hit me really um, hard. Yeah, that and, was a tough one. Yeah, yeah, and so. Um, you know, I, I want I want to finish talking about this, but uh, we, we're going to a, a quick uh, studio break. Well, you know, we we're going to go to a studio break, but I, I was interested to hear what she was getting ready to say. Well, we got to do that when we come back, man. Okay, so we're going to take a studio break, and when we come back, we're going to continue our discussion with Shantae. It's your life. I'm James Coley, and this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet. The true life coming of age story by James J.C. Cooley. Using humor, wit, and engaging storytelling, James paints a picture about his arrival in a rural deep south town and realization that life would never be the same. Cooley lays out his struggle to adjust from city life to country life and back again, sharing his hard-earned lessons to educate, encourage, and enlighten our next generation of leaders and heroes. Get your copy of Country Boy, City Boy, a journey that ain't over yet by James J.C. Cooley. Available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. So, uh, Shanti, I, I, I'm sorry we had to shut off and go to a commercial break and pay some bills. But, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I, I, wanted, I wanted to bring you back and, and finish where we left off, uh, you know, talking mm-hmm. about you know, not knowing about how to respond or, or how to tell somebody what, what you're going through. And then you asked me a question about my, my family and my father and my mother, whether we had the conversation about it. And in my household, it, it was, you know, silence was, was the thing. And so coming from a boxing background and boxing family, it was like silence was, was strength. So if, mm-hmm. we, if we didn't show no weakness, then no, there, there was no weakness. And the sad thing about that is, the amount of turmoil that we had going on, it never, um, we never actually had a conversation about it until now. When now I'm starting to talk to my my father and my mother, and it, it's it hurts me to see how much they struggle. You know? mm. um, I, I can see it from a standpoint when my father became an alcoholic and a drug addict, and I saw the isolation of my mother. But from mm-hmm. the other standpoint, I didn't really know how to help them. I didn't know what was going on. So mm-hmm. you know. From from that standpoint, what was it that that you said that made you say, okay, here, mental health is a real thing? Well, I mean, that's a good point. You know, so many families raise struggle, right, in in various capacities, um, whether it's a result of actions within, you know, one of the parents or one of the child has, you know, one of the children rather has something that's hereditary and passed down, and we just have not been taught to deal with our emotional problems. We've been taught to deal with physical problems, like if you have high blood pressure or heart disease or anything else. But when it comes to the brain and for mental health, that stigma, again, is just so hard. And for my family in particular, when my dad took his own life, my mom, like I watched her cry for months and months and months on end. And when I would say what was wrong, she would be like, oh, nothing, baby, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. And she would just blow it off. And she really turned to her faith and allow her faith to help guide her through. But I I hate that we didn't really talk about it, though, as a family. Even if we had leaned on our faith to a certain degree, I still think we should have been able to talk about it as a family. And so that was the tough part for us. But it was my sister who unfortunately passed away last year, um, which that's another story in another interview, because the grief from that has been really tough. But she passed away unexpectedly, but she was the rock of our family. And she was eight and a half years my senior. 
she went to counseling when she was in college. <laughs> she actually, you know, paid her way through college and also through counseling and got the help that she needed. So she started educating herself more and more to, about it and realizing that it was something that, you know, her white peers and colleagues, you know, in corporate America often talked about. And it was something that was still very taboo for us. So she learned early on about therapy and wellness and what it could do and how it could help shape families. And if you really want to change the, the or rather break the generational curses, right, and change the dynamic and the narratives within our families, we have to be open to talking, to, to possibly considering family therapy, because those wounds will continue and continue and continue. And oftentimes they manifest into emotional problems and issues such as alcoholism, substance abuse. That's why behavioral health and substance abuse goes hand in hand. You'll find someone, you know, who may be an alcoholic, but then also may have depression and a heightened, uh, heightened depression, anxiety, and suicidal ideation, or someone that suffers from, you know, um, a mental health disorder that might've been, you know, a result of a chemical imbalance they will then also utilize substances to help either mask the pain or not deal with it. Like one of my family members, you know, when they were dealing with what they were dealing with, with bipolar disorder, they would either, you know, sometimes smoke cigarettes or smoke marijuana. They didn't really like how the medication made them feel. So it was really like putting a bandaid on it. And a lot of the behavioral health centers, they won't even treat you until you become clean. So it really is a lot of education that still needs to happen in our communities, in our families, in our homes, so we can really work on being our best selves. Because like y'all said, health is wealth. And we need people to understand that mental health and physical health is wealth. It's mind, body, and soul. It's not either or. Wow. Wow. That, that was deep. You got a very impressive uh, resume here. How Thank did you. being in the music business affect your life? Well, you know, let me just first say that <clears throat> I feel like I was blessed to be a part of the glory days, if you will, of the music business, having started in the early 90s when hip hop was really just getting going. Working ATL was just records. getting started. Yeah. You know, Ray, like, <laughs> I mean, Outkast, Usher, TLC, like, are you kidding me? LA and Babyface and Tony Braxton, like we were at the top of our game very early on. It was like it was Def Jam, you know, killing it on the hip hop side. And it was LaFace doing its thing on the R&B side. And so that was great. Again, the only thing I think that I look back on, at least in that decade, is not spending more time on me. Because I literally back then I was working. It was nothing for me to work. 18, 20 hour days, you know, from the office to the club, to the studio, to dinner, to, you know, just a ongoing cycle. So it was great, but I don't think we put enough emphasis in entertainment around wellness and the entertainment industry, you know, is a very high energy, high pace, very social business, very aspirational business. So everybody's always wanting more, wanting more, wanting more. And I'm not saying you should be complacent at anything, but at some point when you achieve that success, what, what do you do then? You know, you hadn't really taken care of yourself. You're not eating properly. You weren't eating properly. And so I just wish wellness had been more of a priority. But the business was great. I got to do stuff that some people only dream of, traveling the world, going to award shows, you know, exclusive parties and events, and whether it's in Beverly Hills or New York City and Atlanta and so I, I loved my time in music. I love the incredible artists that I got to work around. A lot of the um, leaders and, and executives that I got to learn from. It was, it was an awesome time. But again, I just regret not focusing more on Shanti the person. I will say that I tried to stay like this little humble Southern girl and not let the business change me because it is very easy to get caught up in the hype, if you will. So I always kept a lot of my same friends around me that I grew up with. I have friends from elementary school and middle school, and we're still friends to this day. And so I think that was one of the things that helped to keep me grounded, um, just from, you know, being around a lot of money and opulence and all these great events. But knowing that at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that really matters is how you treat people, you know, the legacy that you're going to leave in your life, um, and how you try to help people up as, as they climb. 
That's beautiful. And and it's funny when you look back at it and see the journeys that you go through in life, because um, I never thought that this would be where I was going to be right now. I never thought that I'd be talking about uh, motivation or, or or talking about mental health issues and things like that. I mean, I wanted to just be known for being a, a entertainer or, or my sports management stuff. And so now coming full circle, I want to ask you this question. You know, what are you more proud of in your life from your music standpoint, the success you had as, as, a, as a music executive or what you're doing right now and kind of changing the world from a, a mental health standpoint? Um, so it's funny you ask that. I was um, one of my mentees, actually. We were having a talk and I was saying, you know, gosh, I'm doing so much in mental health now. Is my, everybody's just going to forget what I did, right? Is my legacy right, music right, going to be right. tarnished? What, what, what I leave behind? And then, like, am I doing the right thing? I worked so hard to do one thing. Now I'm doing something totally different. But I don't feel like it's either or I have to choose. Um, I'm proud of the work that I did. I think I laid the foundation for women in hip hop, um, specifically executives and, you know, uh, achieving titles like executive vice president before that title was widely, you know, given to women, especially women of color. Um, Again, being a young female working in hip hop, helping to break artists like Outkast and Goody Mob and, and Killer Mike and so forth. And so very proud of those achievements. But I do think, my most important life work right now will be the work that I do or am doing in mental health and with the silence of shame organization. Cause I literally feel like we're saving lives. Wow. And so for that, I am truly grateful and humble because I get emails and texts and, you know, I see people out in public and it's just, it's really humbling when someone comes up to you and says, my son's life changed because of you. Mm. Like, that's deep to me. Yeah. The fact that their child considered counseling or saw one of my videos and saw that I did work in music, but that I was this person that wasn't embarrassed to share and talk about it and have such a great career. And then also to just show the human side of me and, and to move somebody's soul and spirit and to know that you potentially save one life or hundreds of lives or thousands of lives. Like, it's a beautiful thing. And I'm going to continue to do this work because... It's not easy. You know, we are a small organization. It's still in need of funding so we can hire real staff. Um, We don't even have a brick and mortar location. So we're out here fighting a good fight and and trying to do God's work. But I feel like this is right where I'm supposed to be. And I have no desire to, to, to do anything else. But the cool part about it is, and God has a sense of humor, because now a lot of record companies are hiring me for webinars or they're donating to the organization and helping us. And it's just a nice full circle moment to see the same people that I came up with to really celebrate and support the work. And I won't say his name to put it on, put him on blast, but one of my friends is still a high ranking executive in the business. And he just made a significant donation, like $12,000 yesterday and his company is going to match it. And it brought me to tears and, you know, for a while we didn't talk. And you know how it is when you walk away. I've been out of the, the of a label for over 10 years now. And I don't see my peers like I used to. We don't talk. And I'm not in the mix. And it's a little out of sight, out of mind. But to see my peers that I was so close to now coming back around and saying, yo, the work you're doing is important. And I'm building this brand. And it just it, it fills me up so much that I am now being seen from my peers in music, not only as a, as an OG, but somebody that's really helping the culture in a different way. Hey, Shantae, we are going to take a station break, but before we go, can you uh, tell our audience how they can get in, get in touch with you and get you, get support? Yes, you can uh, reach out to us at silenceashame.com um, to either donate or just check out the organization. And we have a podcast as well on iTunes, Google play and SoundCloud or follow us on Instagram at silence, the shame or on Facebook and Twitter at silence. TH shame. Well, make sure y'all support and donate you now because we they need funds we all need funds to, to make this thing happen. So it, it's a great cause. And uh, next coming up, we're going to hopefully continue with Sante and bring in the world's greatest weight loss expert. <laughs> it's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard jr.
have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. Build a better business today with Launch Team Consulting. Launch Team Consulting provides human resources, change management, and ethics training for businesses and organizations looking to create a culture of excellence. Launch Team Consulting is here to increase revenues, productivity, and teach you how to launch your business to new heights. With over 90 years of combined experience, the staff at Launch Team Consulting can help improve business performance and strategy. Visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com to learn how we strive to help business owners develop a solid foundation and solid building blocks of leadership so that they can flourish. Launch Team Consulting also offers executive coaching too to help business leaders achieve professional goals. Contact Launch Team Consulting at 619-940-6362. That's 619-940-6362. Or visit LaunchTeamConsulting.com. That's LaunchTeamConsulting.com. Putting you on the path to success with Launch Team Consulting. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man. That was an earful a few minutes ago, man. I learned a lot. And, you know, just like like we said, that uh, health is wealth. And uh, Shante really, really gave us a lesson. Yeah, yeah. Shante's my, my sister. I love her. I'm so happy about, you know, the movements that, that she's making. So proud of her. Uh, and, you know, ATL was, was very special to me. It was one of, like, a major part of my time. And I had a great, great friend that kind of helped me to get the other part of my body in, in, in shape. And so I want to invite uh, Mr. Kenya Crooks to the show. He is the world's greatest weight loss expert. This guy is, is phenomenal. He was played football at, at Clemson University. He is a native of South Carolina. And where well, yeah. a lot of my family is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, and, uh, you know, I mean, this, this guy has been one of the greatest motivators in my life. And, man, I, I just appreciate him and everything that he's doing. So, uh, Kenya, welcome to the show, brother. Welcome to the Thank show. Thank you for having me. Thank <laughs> you for having me, family. <laughs> hey, Kenya, I, I, I got a question. And then, uh, how did you help Ray start getting back in shape? Oh, he man, don't his, start he that. He wasn't expecting that <laughs> one. <laughs> you, know, you know what? That, you know what? That was a good one, too. <laughs> so, so uh, let's see. Ray was doing this show uh, with his dad on NBC, uh, The Contender. So... Ray was like, hey, you going to come down and, and, and can you help me? And I'm like, yeah. So I, I came on down. And so Ray and Mike Devereaux, former Atlanta Braves great, they decided that before I came down there that they were going to have a little sippy sippy. <laughs> so I'm like, bro, we're about to hit this hill. <laughs> so, so long story short, uh, Probably about 10 minutes into it, uh, Ray became extremely prayerful. He was all <laughs> He got his religion on, you know, <laughs> and, and, and things of that nature. And I couldn't under, I, he started speaking in tongues. I didn't know what he was saying. <laughs> um, but I, but I, but I saw what was coming up out of him and it wasn't the Holy Spirit. So there you go. <laughs> And that's how we got started. <laughs> exactly, man. Like you know, you, you got to love the energy. This, I mean, Kenya is is one that motivates you to keep you getting in shape, working out. And sometimes you 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 need that that person in your life that doesn't make you feel bad, but makes you feel good every time you're around them. And, and what he what he's doing is changing people's lives. And uh, you know, it's it's amazing because we you know we're just talking to Shanti and Shanti's on and uh you know, we're talking about changing people's lives and about your health as wealth and mind, body and spirit. So I want you to tell tell the audience about how your 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 body and your spirit kind of affects everything else that's going on in your life. You know, I, I have a very holistic program. One of the things that I always tell the people that I train online is that you're a pop star, you're a POP, and basically that means you're a person. You're a person on purpose. So regardless of how you feel, commitment doesn't take days off. Mm. You're a person on purpose. You got stuff to do. Uh, because one of the things that I always tell the girls is one of the things that you don't want to happen is, you know, you get to the end of your life, you get to heaven, and then, you know, God, like, you know, why didn't you get this done? I sent you down here to do X, Y, and Z. Why didn't you get it done? Well, 
the Rona was out and, you know, the the Internet and I always was marching and I was doing this, that and the other. And God was like, you know, but I didn't send you down there to do all of that. You had a purpose. You had a plan. I gave you down there with specific instructions, but because you got caught up in the issues of the world, you didn't get to fulfill your prophecy. Mm. <laughs> and you and you missed it. And, and the other thing that, you know, that I always tell the folks is, what, what would it look like if God showed you what your life could have been had you just been obedient and had you just followed the game plan? Right, right. We, we, we played sports. You know, when, you know on Sunday there's a game plan. You know on Monday you're working on plays that's gearing toward that game plan, and then you execute on Saturday or you execute on Sunday. The way our lives are set up, you know, with the median stuff, we'll practice on Monday and take a break on Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, but <laughs> on Saturday. And wonder why we getting dusted forty eight to nothing in the second quarter. Right. <laughs> <laughs> wow! Right, it's funny that you say that because you you talk about yeah your, your life purpose and, and what God has put yes. into your life as as a purpose. And so, like you and I, you know, we was coming up, we both thought that here we gonna be these superstar athletes and we gonna go to the NFL yes. and we just gonna make this big check and shut it down. <laughs> so, yes. but there's always a way that life humbles you that God's gonna humble you and say no, this this is not this is not what I meant for you. This might have been a, a, a part of your path, but this is not what I meant for you. This is not your ultimate journey. So what has been your right. biggest transition from from going from an athlete to becoming a businessman, a motivator, and uh and, and finding your space in this world? Well pretty much understanding that everything that I was told and sold as a kid was a lie. Mm. Yeah. It was all ex- ex- a lie. Please See, expa- thought- expound on that. <laughs> I thought growing up in Seneca, South Carolina, the only way that I could drive a bench was to play ball, to catch a football, to shoot the rock, uh, to, to do, you know, things of, of that nature. I've made millions just based upon me walking in my purpose without even catching a pass. Mm. Mil- millions, plural. Mm. And that was through the grace of God because I was obedient. Let me tell you how I got started in the fitness industry. Everything always revolves around women. So, <laughs> so, so, so my thing this, this is a family I, show. That, okay, I got, I got, my wife is listening. She up to stand too. So, so essentially, I was at a crossroads, man. I had spent my whole life trying to uh, – Ball. My whole life consisted, you know, everything revolved around ball. So when I finally got to the end of the road, I didn't know what to do Mm. because nobody prepares you for the next chapter of your life when it's done, when it's over, when you realize there won't be another tryout, when you realize that, dang, I got to start paying some bills. Okay. (laughs) But I was not ready for that. But life has a, a cool little way of speeding you up. And making you realize that regardless if you're ready, bruh, you better get ready because it's happening right now. <laughs> right. As we say. So long story short, I was uh, at my mom, mom's and dad's house and I was looking in the wanted ads. I was looking in the wanted ads and I was looking through, let me see, this pays $10 an hour because, you know, $10 an hour but where I'm from was good. Mm. $10, oh, this pays 50 but I would be miserable doing it. Uh, okay, I don't, don't want to do that. So I, I was working out in the gym, and the lady came through, and she was like, hey, you look like you know what you're doing. Can you help me lose weight? And I'm like, oh, oh okay. Again, I wasn't prepared for that. I didn't know what was good in terms of helping people lose 30 pounds in 30 days. I thought that was normal. So so long story short, I helped to lose 30 pounds in 30 days, and then uh, somebody else asked, hey, can you help me? And I was like, oh, okay, cool. And, you know, would help people lose 60 pounds in three months. And I'm like, dang, I, I, I got something. And, and, you know, it wasn't until I, I, met, I met Sonya Hurd. Mm. And Sonya Hurd. Yes, who who lived what two three doors down from Shakespeare? Yes, sir. Uh, 
Look, look, Ray lives two or three houses from from Shakespeare, and uh, Sonya uh, worked worked for him. Shakespeare, Shakespeare was a, was a music producer. It's still a music producer, one of the best music producers ever. With his, uh, yes. you know, uh, Destiny's Child and uh, uh, Sinead O'Connor and Whitney Houston. So yeah, we we were we were lived two houses down from each other. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just want to give the audience some context of who you're talking about because we talk we just we start talking like friends and the audience won't know. Look, you're right, because look, I'll probably say Shakespeare, and they'll be like, no, that's the wrong uh, time frame, bro. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, he over there lying, listen to it. Right. <laughs> he over there lying. So it wasn't, it wasn't up until I, I met Sonya, and I helped Sonya lose over 60 pounds in three months, and um, she basically said, you know what, you have a gift. Because ain't nobody doing numbers like that. Mm. And then it wasn't, it wasn't up until I was up late one night and I was watching uh, this ad on television. And uh, this one lady was like, oh, I've lost 23 pounds in three months. I'm like, and you happy about that? Mm. I was like, oh, I do have something. And so I just decided that, um, you know, I was going to make that my life because I saw how much it changed people and, and things of that nature. And I also love the fact of, you know, in sports, you hope somebody gives you a break. You hope somebody gives you a chance, but in business, you create your own chances. You create your own breaks, regardless if anybody co-signs on you or not, regardless if your coach likes you or not, you know, you're the captain of your own ship. Mm. So, you can be who you want to be regardless when you own your own stuff. And I love the idea because I already know I wasn't going to be able to work for nobody. This personality, <laughs> right here this, this personality right here would get fired within <laughs> five, four, three, two, one second. I, I'm just, I'm just not built for that. But then here's, here's the beauty of, of sports. You know, sports set you up to have a successful business because it's the same thing. Right. It's the same thing. You're basically calling out plays and your team runs the plays for you weekly. You have a target, you have an agenda, you have goals, weekly and monthly goals, you have targets, and it's no different than playing lining up and playing against Florida State or Georgia or LSU. Right. Wow. That was right up my alley. And that it, right and it come, comes alley. down overall down to how you execute, right? Yes. Execution is everything. Hey, I tell you what, Kendall, we're going to have to take a station break, but we're going to come back okay. and continue this conversation. It's your life. I'm James Coley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. James and Ray have more motivation and inspiration for life's challenges still to come with It's Your Life. The J.C. Cooley Foundation is a nonprofit organization that was started in October of 2014. The J.C. Cooley Foundation continues to strive to expand its programs and offerings to the youth, young adults, and citizens of our great communities nationwide and overseas. We hope that you'll be able to take part in one or more of the many exciting events that we're offering this year and experience firsthand the pride we take in supporting our cause. It's our mission to equip the youth of today for the challenges of tomorrow, and we rely heavily on the generosity of individuals and business owners for support. Without the assistance of community-minded individuals just like you, we wouldn't be able to serve our youth each year. We ask that you make a commitment to support our annual appeal by making a cash donation. This year's goal is $50,000. Your generosity will assist us in making a difference in the lives of the youth in our community. You can give online at CooleyFoundation.org. Remember that every donation makes a difference regardless of size. The J.C. Cooley Foundation thanks you in advance for your contribution. It's Your Life is back. For more lessons on life, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Now, here's your hosts, James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr. Welcome back to It's Your Life. I'm James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Wow, Ray, man, I'm having a great time. Great, great time. Great guest. It's a beautiful thing, isn't it? Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey, Ken, Kenya, what are some of the projects that are you working on right now? My major project is uh, expansion. We run... Uh, commercials on WeTV nationally. And uh, we also uh, run on shows such as um, 
Mama June, we were, we run on shows such as Mari Povich, um, Dr. Phil, Family Feud, and we do that nationally. So it's really just uh, expanding. Love After Lockup, that's everybody's favorite. We're all all of those, and it's beautiful to see because that's uh, the beautiful thing about life and the beautiful thing about God is if you sit down long enough and you can create a vision and you can write that thing down, and instead of asking yourself, asking yourself the question of how can I do this and you change it to who can I find that can help me do this? Everything starts to work for your good. Right. Everything starts to work for your good. So if you can write it and you can see it and you can execute it, it's beautiful to see expansion. It's beautiful uh, to see how, you know, just being able to do things online and to help somebody in Chicago lose a hundred pounds. Uh, to help somebody in Oakland lose 100 pounds, to help somebody in South Africa lose 50 pounds in two months. It's, it's a beautiful and phenomenal thing. So my major thing right now is all about expansion and basically, you know, getting to the people. But in the times that we're living in right now, it's beautiful because I can do everything from my living room and affect hundreds of thousands of people daily. Right. That's, that's, that's a beautiful thing. Uh, so um, I, w- I wanted to ask the question. This is kind of a JC. I want to ask you this, too, is because you know, we, we look at it right now and, and our lives are changing so fast and everything is is, is, is switching up and, you know, people get frustrated. Uh, they don't know where to turn. Um, but as far as our journeys are concerned and how, how we move forward and what we think that we was, was going to be from when we started, what advice would mm-hmm. you give to someone that said, okay, this first thing that you thought you were going to be didn't work out, but this right. is your actual plan? What, what, what advice would you give somebody to be have the, have the encouragement or the motivation to say, okay, this may not be my path, but I'm going to make this thing that um, I'm, I'm destined for work out for me? Well, I mean, me, me personally, um, as you know, my life has been a journey. I mean, you always start out saying that this is what you're going to do uh, without really thinking it out and, and without really putting the work in to do those things. My recommendation to uh, our young folks out there is, you know, just keep moving forward. You know, you're going to find your passion sooner or later. And once you find your passion, you have to work on it and you have to continue to put the effort in uh, to be successful in whatever you choose to do. Great, great. What, what about you, Kenya? I'd say, uh, just to piggyback off of JC, definitely um, find your passion. But definitely once you find your passion and you find what separates you from everybody else, um, be very intentional about dominating your space. I tell people all the time, don't participate in life, dominate life. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't just participate for the sake of participating. I had a lady, I run sponsored ads on Facebook and I had a lady say, why are you so loud? <laughs> 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 she had to put that in the comment section. Why is it? Why is it? Why are you so loud from your TV commercial to your scroll? Because I even, you know, when people scroll up, I'll basically be like, wait, 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 wait. Don't scroll up. And then people will stop. And, and, my, and I normally don't even answer stuff like that, but I was compelled to. Uh, and, and, my answer, and my answer was, when I'm loud, you'll always hear me. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. There you beautiful. I'm, I'm guaranteed to be heard if I open my mouth and if I say what I want you to do because you stop. But if my mouth, but if my mouth was closed like everybody else was, there's no way you can differentiate uh, differentiate between me and somebody else. Else, if both of our mouths are closed. Oh, that, that that's a beautiful thing, and, <laughs> and I, I asked that question selfishly because you know my my son Jalen is going to his, his senior year of football, and and he's uh you know stressed out. He switches, he switched schools, and uh, they don't know what their season's gonna happen. And the kid, all he does, he just loves football more than anything in his life. And right. you know, I I try to show him like here, okay, the football is is great, and sports are great, and it's it's you know, been a major part of my life, but it's not the end all be all. And so no, you, you, you need to because, make sure that, you, that you're, you're positive and you have something else going on besides that. Well, you know, I yeah, always. And, and, here, and, 
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I always uh, uh, tell uh, our young folks out there to dream big, think big, and be big. Be big. What I mean by that is be big in, in, in uh, your heart and your mind. And so um, that's one of the things that uh, that uh, I believe will lead to success. You have to think out the box. You have to think bigger than what, right. what things are. Yeah. Right. I also think that you – you have to use all of your talents. Uh, you're talking to a person who not only set records at Clemson, but I've been on shows such as American Idol. I've been on The Real Housewives of Atlanta. And in our first season out, we had the number one reality show in America, Mama June from Not to High. Okay? Uh, are you com- uh, is is, that, is a- that coming back again? Oh, it's been on. It's on season four. I just served in season one. And... uh but 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 the but what I'm trying to communicate is this: if I were to do what most people would do and just say I'm a ball player, and Ray will tell you, me and Ray Jodeci, like for real. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh oh yeah, you have, you have no idea. Me me and Kenya were going to to the uh, club or to a, to a restaurant, and somebody's yes. on stage singing, and we go take the mic and we start singing together. <laughs> yeah, look look. All I have to do is be like, sorry, I left you. Then Ray come in, left you crying. Since you've been gone, I've been. Oh, sorry. I told you. It's it's a duet, baby. I'm saying We would bust out on your behind. (laughs) We would just start saying it. I mean, that's just, look, that's just how we vibe. But, you know, if we bought into what society said that you were supposed to be as a ball player and that's it, then, you know, all of the other stuff never would have evolved. So, you know, one of the things I always say is use your talents, but once you find your passion, just burn the boats and be all in with it. Wow. man! Burn the boats. So let me I mean, let me ask you this, Kenya, because you know okay. ev- everybody's at home now, and I think they, it looks like we about to have a a second wave or something, and people are are at home. Like, wh- what do you what do you do? How do you motivate people? Um, you know, with what you doing to be able to train online? Because I know you do a lot of online training, and, and it's and it's. Yeah. I know I know that's a whole nother space that people aren't aren't uh, used to, but I think it's going to be something that people have to get into, you know, to to keep themselves healthy and keep their minds straight. So. Tell tell us where we can find uh, you, our audience, where they can find you, and uh, and what it is that that you do from an online standpoint to keep people healthy. Well, to keep people focused and motivated, and this is just for um, for for leaders. This statement right here is just for leaders. Uh, when the pandemic first hit, uh, I, you know, just like I'm talking to you, I talked to God, just like I'm talking to you. Mm. So I was out and I was walking. And I'm like, okay, I, I don't have a handbook for, for, for pandemics. So <laughs> what, what am I supposed to do? Do I shut it down? Do I just fall back? What do I do? God said to me clearly, in times of uncertainty, I need for you to be certain. Mm. Wow. So even though the rest of the world isn't certain, I need for you to be certain because people will always remember what you did in the time of crisis. Right. Did you fade? Did you become a coward or did you put your big man draws out Mm. and you say, and you say nothing stops nothing. And you have the attitude every day of nothing stops nothing. I took the approach of nothing stops nothing. And we've been the most profitable, more so than any other point in the 20 years that I've been doing this, doing a pandemic. Mm. Wow. During a pandemic. Well, I, I, I think that's a new, new uh, T-shirt slogan and a new slogan for life, too. In times of uncertainty, I need you to be certain. certain. I, 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 I like that. <laughs> yeah. So so, so 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 tell folks where they can find you at can you because I, I know you're gonna get a whole bunch more folks that 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 you can serve and <laughs> and, and help and, and keep people healthy and, and and keep them moving let's see on Facebook you can find me at Kenya Crooks page two on Instagram you can find me at the Kenya Crooks s t h e Kenya Crooks k e n y a c 
C-R-O-O-K-S. You can find me on Snapchat, uh, Kenya Crooks. You can find my YouTube channel at uh, Kenya Crooks. You can find me on TikTok at Kenya Crooks. You can find me in Mars. You can find me at the club. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You can find me in public. <laughs> <laughs> you know what, Ray, man, this this has been a great show. Man, man, this has been a great show. And But, uh, you know, I tell you, it's uh, our audience really got an earful this time. Oh, it's a beautiful thing. You know, when they get to hear, like, what we talk about, we want to bring some, some joy to people's lives. We want to give them information they can use. And I always, like I say, my grandfather told me, when you know better, you do better. I want to make sure that everybody that... You have the information, so you can do better. Well, wow. I want to tell um, uh, our audience, uh, you can uh, listen to the show uh, on AM 660 out of Dallas, Fort Worth, and also AM 1170 in San Diego, uh, nine podcast. And I tell you, it's been a great, great show. Thanks so much, Kenya. Thanks. Thank you, sir. Thank you, Thank you so much. Thank you, Shanti. We Shanti. appreciate you. And uh, we got a new sponsor coming on, too. Yeah, we got a new sponsor. You know, uh, we're going to be sponsored by uh, uh, Goldsmith uh, Financials. And we always looking for sponsors out there. So, hey, come on. Help us out. Help us stay on the air. Let us bring some joy to the world. <laughs> we, we appreciate you guys. Thank you so much. And we'll be here, same bad time, same bad channel next week. That's right. It's your life from James Cooley. And this is Ray Leonard Jr. Peace. Join James and Ray next week at this same time for more It's Your Life, where you'll learn how to dream big, think big, and be big. For more about James Cooley and Ray Leonard Jr., how you can support the show or become a guest, visit CooleyFoundation.org. Come back next week at this same time for more motivation and inspiration on how you can become equipped today for the challenges of tomorrow.